Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for Drake. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to another episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Today is Wednesday, November 17th, and what that means, if you're a consistent listener, is it's Mailbag Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I take three questions from listeners uh, and answer them. They may be in regards to my playing career, my broadcasting, uh, my very short coaching career, one year with the Portland Trailblazers as a player development coach, or just might be some thoughts, um, asking for my thoughts on a number of different topics, usually in sports and usually in basketball. So uh, you have a question, uh, let me know. Email it to me, Dickau, D-I-C-K-A-U, at Scorebook Live. Hit me up on social media, at Dan Dickow 21 both Twitter and Instagram, or connect with one of our SB Live social media challenges channels and uh, they will get it to me. So without further ado, we've got three questions here today on Mailbag Wednesday. The first question comes from Dave in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, Thanks for reaching out, Dave. That's my hometown. You may know that. I wish you would have put your last name in here. So maybe who knows? We played against each other in high school or something. Um, But thanks for asking the question. His question is, This is high school tryout week in the state of Washington. What are some of the memories that you may have from yours, and how does the first week of high school differ from college and the NBA? Wow, that's a really good question, Dave. Um, You know, I I think, you know, to go back and kind of talk about my high school tryout weeks, that really throws me way back in the memory bin. You know, as a freshman, uh, I knew I was skilled enough. I knew I was talented enough, um, you know, to be competitive at the highest level in in high school. But I was very small, very small. And I also knew that I needed to um, prove uh, my abilities, prove that I was capable of being a part of of a higher level team than just freshmen. Um, You know, so early in that freshman year, uh, I did make the JV in varsity, and I kind of split time and, until later on where I was full varsity. But th- to answer your question in regards to high school tryout weeks, tons of nervousness. You know, that that freshman year, uh, I remember was able to be invited to be with the older group for tryouts um, to kind of see how I stacked up in the coach's eyes. I did extremely well. Uh, I was always very conscientious, even from an early age, of making sure that I was in shape. Um, so that was, 
you know, running extra sets of lines. Um, if I had access to a gym going on for a jog, um, you know, if I didn't have access to the gym that day. So I was, I was in conditioning shape. Uh, there was no way I was in strength shape. Uh, that really didn't come for myself until a lot later in my basketball career. But, um, you know, I, I just remember, you know, the four years of high school tryouts that we had, um, the first was under one coach, Phil Spiesman. The last three were under Eric York, who has become a, a great friend of mine over the years. Um, but I remember in high school, it was a true tryout. And nowadays you'll see a lot of high school teams that are already set up kind of everybody knows who's going to be on the team. So you're really not seeing as much of a tryout experience maybe as, as in years past, but my freshman year, uh, sophomore, junior, senior, they were all tryouts. Um, you know, unfortunately for each of those coaches, they would have to, to cut seniors who weren't good enough for the varsity and you, they would cut juniors um, and put them on JV. And, and that was always a unique experience. And some, some guys, if, if they didn't make the team they wanted to be on at the end of the week, they would quit. And I always found that uh, interesting and, and kind of, for me, it was, it was, it was, it was unique because I never quit on anything. I never quit uh, in my athletic career. I always kind of just kept plugging along, plugging along. Um, and, and so unfortunately, until I was cut in the NBA, I didn't know what that feeling was or, or what that determining factor may have been or or things like that but when when i rem, i do remember clearly hating the the conditioning that first week of high school practice because i mentioned i did what i needed to do to be in shape but there were so many other guys that would just show up um whether they just came off of football and they were in football shape uh or whether they just we're thinking they can come into the first week of practice and tryouts and, and, you know, play at a high level because you know that coaches are going to test you that first week of practice, regardless of the level uh, you're going to get tested. So I do remember, you know, uh, five, six, seven sets of 17s, which is sideline to sideline um, 17 times in under a minute. And I remember coaches having buckets, not buckets, uh, sorry, trash cans, uh, in the middle of the floor, set up at a couple different stations because they knew some guys were going to throw up. And I remember clearly uh, a couple guys, you know, running next to me, and I'm I'm, I'm in good shape, like I said, I'm going right down the lane or down the down the down the court, and guys just stop. They throw up. Some of them would quit during the middle of that. Some of them would throw up and keep going. Um, and I always knew in the back of my mind, I felt bad for those guys, uh, but I always knew in the back of my mind that I was never going to be one of those guys. I was going to prepare regardless of the point of my career um, that I was going to be in shape. Now, I never won every sprint. I will say that. Um, but I, I never was last. Uh, and I always prided myself in, in my stamina and my conditioning. Um, so in, at the high school level, most um, have a ton of conditioning thrown in at the end. At the college and the pro level, most of your conditioning, and I say most of your conditioning, is tied into having a basketball in your hands. And the best coaches are able to figure out ways that you get your conditioning in, in, in skill sets um, and or uh, team philosophy stuff. So it might be down back, down back um, within an offensive set, and you got to go at a quick enough pace where you're on the clock and you got to get certain things done in that clock. Um, and it's your conditioning and you're getting all types of movement and, and, and lateral function angles of, of running and backpedaling, sliding, 
um, as, as opposed to your traditional run in a straight line, run straight back, which uh, very rarely in a basketball game do you do that. Mike Nielsen uh, was a teammate of mine at Gonzaga. Uh, he's now head strength coach at Gonzaga. He's, he really runs the women's basketball program and, and oversees every other program. But I've gotten to know him well over the years, and, and he is one of the best minds in sports conditioning that I've come across. Um, and one of the ways he teaches things uh, to to athletes at the younger age that I've heard him talk about is you have to train strength as well as conditioning in, in three different directions, front, back, side to side, and at angles. And, and when I sat there and, and, and thought about it after hearing it for the first time, it made a ton of sense. And that's something that I've always talked about and tried to, to work with kids and players uh, is the fact that you have to be able to start, stop in all those three directions, but you also got to be able to go in those directions to be able to shoot, to be able to make plays. And uh, so I find that phenomenal uh, concept. And I think the best coaches are able to tie that in with their, the conditioning that you have uh, on the court, you know, in college, you would get some of that conditioning on the line, but you would really have a few weeks leading up of, of fall conditioning where you would be doing that stuff. Uh, at Gonzaga, we would do one and two mile runs. Uh, we would have a very, you know, set just conditioning um, workouts where once we got to practice, we should be in good enough shape where, you know, coaches can just get us on the court and we can work on what we need to work on uh, as a team, as opposed to being concern and worried about conditioning. Um, and I've always found the best teams at every level and the best players at, at any level, they're as good in the fourth quarter as they are in the first. And much of that reason is because of their attention to detail with their conditioning and their, their strength and their, and their diet even, and even in their hydration. Um, those things are so key. Um, I think a lot of times it's overlooked, but it's extremely uh, important. So I know I, with this tryout week um, question, I kind of really hit on the conditioning, um, but that's been a, always been a big part of, of things. I think in college, you get a few things in offensively and defensively with what your philosophy is going to be. In the NBA, I mean, you get in 30, 40 sets. Um, you get in 15, 20 NBA, uh, inbounds plays. You get in your base coverages of defense. Uh, and then from, from there, you're expected to remember it. And then any tweak that happens throughout the rest of, of the season, um, you got to remember that on, on the fly and be able to adjust. So um, good question, Dave. Next question from Paul in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, the home of the Creighton Blue Jays. I uh, had a chance to call a game there a couple of years ago. Really, really liked that program and what Coach McDermott has done. Um, his question is, do you watch – do you like to watch games live or on DVR? Um, that's a great question. I actually, I, I watch a combination of the two. Uh, I like to watch the game as it's happening, but start about 15 minutes late um, from tip off. And then I do my best to set my phone aside and not follow the game on, on Twitter or follow the game uh, on one of the, the, basketball websites, whether it's an NBA game or whether it's a college game. Uh, I try my best not to do that um, so that I can kind of focus in on what's happening. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start the game late, skip through the commercials. Um, obviously, as a broadcaster, I watch the opens to see if it's a if it, if there's something that I can pick up and learn from it uh, or if it's something negative that happened um, that I can kind of learn from that as well. 
Um, but I think with, you know, my role as an analyst, I also have the ac access to a number of different websites where uh, there's a database of games that I can go back in, in, in access and watch. So if I forget to set my DVR to record a random game, say it's in the Pac-12, Mountain West, WCC, whatever it might be, uh, say I forget to rewind it, I can go back to one of these databases that I have access to and watch that game um, so that I can prepare for my upcoming broadcast. You know, there are many times um, you know, I get blown away by these databases. Uh, they got games that they'll have every single game that is televised on any broadcast platform, whether it's ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, CBS Sports, CBS Sports Net, uh, Root Sports, any of the smaller uh, networks that are out there covering and, and carrying regional games. It will be on these databases. And so I'll have access to go back and watch those in preparation and, and sometimes I'll just pick a random team. I'll pick, you know, uh, I mentioned Creighton. I might, might pick Creighton versus Villanova and, and watch a half uh, one night just to kind of watch some different things. So, um, so, so that's fun access that I have with the rules that I have in college basketball. But if it's a game that's live, I start at 10 minutes late or so and, and kind of catch up as the game goes along and keep my phone to the side. Uh, so thanks for the question, Paul. Last question for today, November 17th, comes from Jim in Spokane. I've seen on social media that you are opening a Shoot360 gym here in Spokane. What is it and how can I get more information? Well, Jim, that's funny. Uh, perfect timing. You sent this email in uh, earlier this week because today is our official open day. Uh, for Shoot360 here in Spokane. Shoot360 is a basketball training facility um, that has the most advanced technology in the world. Uh, it literally tracks everything um, that you do shooting the basketball in one of our shooting stations. It also has uh, advanced technology that kind of gamifies your ball handling um, in what we call ball handling and passing in what we call our skills station. And then my location in Spokane that I'm opening also has a full court. Um, it's a short full court. It's about 74 feet by 50, but it's perfect for youth um, where youth teams will be will start to rent the court out and, and use it for practices. Uh, the Shoot360 is a member-based gym uh, where you can join and, and have unlimited access um, to our facility and our technology to work on your game. Uh, you make your reservation or you make your appointments online to to reserve uh, each of the stations, whether it's shooting or ball handling that you want to use for the day. Um, and, and you can do all that online. But the unique part about Shoot360 uh, and, and how I came became involved and, and why I thought it would work in Spokane is because, um, you know, there is such a Spokane's first off such a great basketball community. You got some great high school programs. You got some uh, really good AAU programs, um, and then you've got Gonzaga. You've got Whitworth, two of the most successful college basketball programs in the country at their respective levels. But you've also got Hoopfest and Spokane AAU, which serves all of the, the youth basketball in the area. Um, so I think it's a great basketball community. And it's going to be well received. Um, so I wanted to, to bring a Shoot360 into Spokane to be able to provide another opportunity for kids 
um, to improve and enhance their basketball skills. So Shoot360 started about 10 years ago in, in the Portland, Vancouver area. Um, I got to know about them pretty quickly while I was living down there um, because it is so unique with their technology and, and what they were trying to do at the time. Since then, they've grown. Uh, they opened one in Beaverton. They opened one in Los Angeles. They opened one um, in Indianapolis. Uh, oh, in the, about five years or so, those were all open. Um, a couple of years ago, they started opening up uh, locations in, in other areas of the country. Rodney Stuckey, who played at Eastern Washington, um, who played about 10 years in the NBA, just opened one in, in Kirkland, just outside of Seattle, about two years ago. And so since then, they've started to take this uh, model and, and take it all over the country. So in the past year or so, they've opened in Denver, Colorado, Fargo, North Dakota, Irvine, California, Garden Grove, California, Walnut Creek. The Golden State Warriors have one uh, in their practice facility. Atlanta, Houston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, um, Virginia uh, are places that have opened. Um, Indianapolis is about to open another one. Atlanta's opening another one. Memphis is opening one. They're going to open one in Europe in, in the country of Georgia. And then in the year 2022, they've got uh, already 20 scheduled to open across the country. And so it's going to be really interesting and unique to see this technology uh, kind of really take off and, and impact youth basketball across the country. Um, but that's a little bit about Shoot360. But what it is is um, five shooting stations and five ball handling skill stations. Um, the skill station uh, is unique. There'll be uh, everything that, that is in the facility in these stations are tracked by a camera uh, up above that tracks the ball and your movements. Well, in the skill stations, there are four large screen TVs that are connected um, to this camera um, to track your movement. And behind these, this uh, bulletproof glass, this, this um, with these screen TVs is a workout in front of you. You may choose a ball handling workout. Uh, you may choose a passing workout. You may choose a, a dribbling competition or a dribbling game or a passing competition or a passing game. And you're essentially following what you see in front of you on the screen uh, as a ball handling workout. If it's a passing workout, a target may come up in front of you on the screen and you've got a limited amount of time to hit that target and you might gain points for hitting it in a quicker uh, span of time uh, than a later span of time. Uh, if you hit it more directly on the target, you may get more points. Um, it, there are games uh, and passing drills that come up where there's green targets and uh, red targets and as they come up on the screen you might be have drill, left hand dribble pound dribble and it and there's multiple green targets that come up that'll crisscross with red targets and you have to make a determining factor of which green target you're going to hit to not hit the red target very similar to trying to you know make a pocket pass or make the correct pass uh, in a game situation to a teammate so that's the this uh, a quick overview of the skills station um, set up. The, the, the shooting station is really where it becomes unique. Everything is tied to uh, a camera up above, which is what I mentioned to track your movements and, and track the, the trajectory and the pattern of the ball to spit out instant audio, which will be a, a monitor up above the backboard, as well as, uh, sorry, vi visual feedback on a monitor above the screen, as well as audio feedback of what the statistics were on your shot. So, 
what is a perfect shot is the first question that, that will be answered when you come in to a Shoot360 facility, when you get a free evaluation. Uh, a perfect shot has between 43 and 47 degrees of arc. That's kind of the optimal range that they, they have come up with. 45 is dead perfect. Now the, the hoop, the basketball rim is about eight, 18 inches deep. Um, so what they have found in all the research um, that they've used with using the, using the NOAA uh, shooting technology um, platform, as well as the millions of shots that have been used and taken in Shoot360 facilities is a perfect depth of a shot is 11 inches from the front of the rim. So plus two from center of the uh, plus two from center of the, the hoop in the rim. Um, and then left, right, that's an easy one. You want to be as dead center as perfect, but you can be a little bit, I believe it's two inches left or two inches right, and you're still in a range of a perfect shot. So what I say a perfect shot is it's between 43 and 47 degrees arc. It's uh, plus two, so 11. So you go plus two and plus negative two from that uh, depth of shot. And then it's how how centered are you left and right and if you look up on the screens that will be above each shooting station is each shot that's taken and there's three different icons and it shows you where the shot that you just took fell into those ranges arc depth left right and so if it falls into each of those three categories you hit what is called you you may you took a perfect shot you're in the splash meter so the goal is if your shot falls into those three categories and it is a splash meter shot 98% of shots that fall within that range of the splash meter are makes now you may have recently read an article uh, on nba.com or seen some things about Steph Curry and how he and his trainer are are picking up technology on his workouts where they're only counting swishes well essentially what they're doing is they're talking about this technology it has to be a perfect shot for them to count and we track these perfect shots um, throughout your workout so say over the course of a workout you take 150 shots it will tell you the percentage or the the percentage of makes and misses that you had it'll give you the average of the arc that you had it'll give you the average depth of where your shot landed it'll give you the average uh range of how straight you shot the ball left right and it'll give you the the amount of splash meter shots the in the zone shots that that you took and so with constant repetition and audio and visual feedback you should be able to improve as a shooter um, with the amount of, of reps that, that you're able to get in our facility. So that's just a, a typical normal shot uh, in one of our skill stations. The way it gets even more interesting and more unique is there, there's a platform of hundreds of different workouts that are built into our computer database that if you, if, if you um, uh, turn one of those workouts on, you'll see a workout up above on the monitor above you. So um, you might want to have, you might be put through a workout where um, it's, you have five wonderful pull-ups to the left and five wonderful pull-ups to the right. And it shows you what to do with footwork. Then it might be a step back jumper. Then it might be a shot fake slide dribble into a shot. So we have the technology just for catch and shoots and tracking it. And then we have workouts built in to show you what to do and get up a, a, a ridiculous amount of shots in a short amount of time 
while those workouts are happening, it's still tracking all of the details with your shot and your uh, statistics on your shot that I talked about. Um, mentioned Steph Curry a minute ago. He's been into these Shoot360 facilities a number of times. Um, and what they found is he, <laughs> his shots, like 98, 95, 97% of the time, I think they said, are falling in, within that splash meter um, kind of zone, the de arc, the depth, the left, right. It's pretty unbelievable, incredible, the technology that it has. Uh, the other thing that we'll be offering um, at our Shoot360 location is as we get up and get running, um, we will have classes, we'll have clinics, um, which will be included in memberships. And then um, something that I've always done is Dandica Basketball Academy. We've run small individual workouts and, and clinics. We, could, we will continue to do that, the same thing. Um, but those things won't be offered until we get up and running and, and really get uh, you know a focus on our membership uh, and, and get people into the facility and understand how the technology works how it can impact uh, their game or their kids game and really start uh, making some improvements there. Um, we'll have a, a number of what we call court coaches that will be uh, constantly floating around the facility, making sure that, that everybody understands the technology um, and also working on them uh, in, in short bursts to, to improve their shooting mechanics or their footwork or their ball handling, whatever it may be, while they're in their workout. So um, thanks for the question, Jim. I know that was a long-winded answer. In short, I'm really excited about this. Um, you know, if you want more information, if you want to sign up uh, for what we call a new shooter evaluation, which everybody goes through um, when they become a new member, um, it's a free hour evaluation. Um, if you want to be a part of that or you want your youth team or you want your, your son or daughter to be a part, email info at shoot360spokane.com and we'll get you included into the uh, email database. So sorry for the long-winded answer on that one, but I got a little excited, uh, you know, uh, in addition to my broadcast work and my SB Live work, uh, the game of basketball is a huge passion of mine and I want to help Spokane community continue to be an incredible place for that alongside Spokane Hoopfest, Gonzaga, Whitworth, Spokane AAU, all the great teams in a high school program. So excited to bring that. Look forward to uh, seeing all the great youth basketball players coming out to Spokane and checking it out. So for SB Live, this has been the ISO with Dan Dickow. Take care. God bless. Have a great week. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.